everyone. Welcome to my show, Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, leaders, and C-suite executives who provide their personal insights to inspire you from their journey. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, tuning in. And today I have with me a very special guest, but before I reveal who that special guest is going to be, do subscribe to our channel. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are on LinkedIn. Follow me, Priyanka Komla, or our Career Startup podcast page, or uh, follow us on Twitter at Pod Startup to stay tuned to all our upcoming episodes. All right. Without further ado, I have with me Shilpi Gupta, who's joining us from Seattle. Hi, Shilpi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, everyone. So, Shilpi Gupta is the CEO of. Edizivin, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about what Edizivin is all about and some interesting facts behind it. It's a game-changing platform to hire reliable restaurant staff very quickly. She's a self-proclaimed startup addict and a tech veteran from Amazon. She spent almost a decade at Amazon prior to her foray into the food world. And in 2018, she founded Kukri, which is a food truck that was lauded in various news outlets such as the Seattle Times, King 5. Shilpi quickly recognized that hiring was a challenge in the industry, which faces almost like 75% of attrition rate. And that's how Edison was born. Pretty interesting insights about your career journey there, Shilpi. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and thank you for the kind words uh, and giving me a great intro. Awesome. So, Shilpi, you've traversed across the world, be it US, Lucknow in India, Japan, Netherlands. How does life feel being a globetrotter at such a young age? And tell us a little bit about your fond memories with food and Lucknow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I did travel, uh, fair enough. And a, a, quite a bit of it was uh, in my early days. Uh, I was actually born here um, and also went to Japan, uh, lived there for a couple of years. Uh, then actually moved to uh, Nagaland, northeastern part, um, finally settled in Lucknow. Um, and uh, traveling is great. I mean, you get to see a lot of different cultures. Uh, you probably get uh, your taste buds excited by all the foods around. And um, if you haven't been to Lucknow, I mean, food in Lucknow is my biggest childhood memory. Um, it's um, be it like um, like if you like kulfis, the kulfis of Lucknow are super popular. It's called Faluda kulfis. Or if you're a meat eater, you got to try the kebabs there. Like it's it's just fun. The, I mean, forget the monuments. Yes, great, they are like amazing. Um, but food, you just cannot miss out on that. That's amazing, and I love faludas. <laughs> you know, Who doesn't like it, man. Like it's faludas. You got to yeah. like it. Thank you for that, Shilpi. So it looks like your love for food started at a very young age. Mm -hmm. That that is true. I mean, um, if if you speak to like people who know me, um, if they have to tell something about me, pretty much everybody knows that I'm a foodaholic at heart. Like, so I, I don't think that was a question mark in anybody's head. That's a nice segue to the rest of the episodes. Thanks for sharing those fun, fond memories of your childhood. <laughs> and we have uh, some of our listeners tuning in, and I wanted to acknowledge them. We have Rubinia Bodge, who's from Denton, Texas. She's a PhD student in computer science. She's also looking for summer internships. So what better way than be a listener on this podcast episode? Hi, so she says, hello, Shilpi. Hello, Rubinia. Thanks for joining us. All right, Shilpi. So let's talk about you being part of Amazon for almost a decade and being part of the team that launched Prime Video in 200 countries back in 2016. Mm -hmm. The best part about you, Shilpi, is you left the tech sector mm -hmm. to get into the restaurant business. Uh, so as a tech veteran, what was the turning point in your life where you felt you could leave a high-paying job and enter into the volatile world of startups? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, great question. So, uh, just just to give a little bit of background. Um, so, entrepreneurship in general, like trying to do something new, something fresh, that thing has been in me pretty much always. But you don't you don't like. I mean, at least for me, jumping in right away was was really hard. Like, I mean, I don't even know what that meant. Um, glad I didn't jump in way early in my career. But uh, um, Amazon was a great place when I joined, and I joined Amazon in 2007. Um, at that point of time, Amazon was a good company, but was wasn't as well known. Uh, it was still a fairly new venture, and the kind of challenges that I got to learn in that space—it's Amazon. If you hear, it's always been termed as a startup world, and it's true. It's very, very true. Like every business line of Amazon kind of operates as its own little startup. So, video will be its own startup, music will be another startup, whatever. And I grew a lot. Um, I was an engineer. I was a senior engineer. Became a manager. Uh, we launched uh, one of the landmark projects, which I did before launching, before leaving, was. Uh, launching Prime Video uh, in 200 countries. And we actually had a very special launch for India, um, which uh, which was very close to me. Like, okay, we're getting into India for the first time. But having said that, when we were doing all of this thing, um, I have this very uh, standard phenomena of uh, every year, at the end of the year, you should kind of ask yourself, uh, are you looking forward to next year? And uh, are you looking forward to learning something new in the next year? And if your answer is anything other than hell yes, that is your time to rethink that are you in the right place? And for me, that was 2016. Um, I have moved pretty fast in my career, um, did well, but I was really not looking forward to next year of another similar size project. My management change was uh, changing. I got married, uh, so I knew I had financial stability as well. Um, and that was very clear in my head. I'm like, um, you can always stop yourself on high paying salary saying that, hey, how am I gonna ditch that? But with that mindset, you're probably not gonna try any anytime at any moment. So you have to keep that aside, but you have to ask yourself, are you learning something? If you're not learning next year and you were always interested in entrepreneurship, that is your time, you gotta get into it. So that was, that was my pivotal point. That's amazing. And what career advice would you have for people? Like one thing that could really help them pivot, uh, you know, you've, are a classic example of a person with growth mindset, mm-hmm. but how are you still starting and juggling between that fixed mindset and that growth mindset? What advice would you have to jump ship? So uh, there are two kinds of things that I'll tell, and one I would I wish I also knew a little early on. Um, but uh, when you are in any ways, whether it's your like day one in your job or like five years down the line, at any point of thing, don't think about the exact work that you are doing. Think about a bigger picture. Like if you are as an engineer working in say video, your goal is to make the overall video great for the customer, not your code, not your your end product. So having that uh, mindset of like looking for your end customer, irrespective of what role you are in, makes you push harder for doing the right thing for the customer. So that's the thing that I'll say, like it doesn't matter whether what part of your career you are in. The second thing that I'm going to say is like, if you are just starting your career, try and get a mentor early on uh, in your uh, in your life. Um, and the mentor doesn't need to be somebody who is uh, like your peer, but somebody who is honest to you, uh, who's going to give you feedback for things when you do well, going to push hard and also be very critical of things that you don't do right. You got to have that voice, somebody we can trust and go with all kinds of questions and see that are you moving in the right direction? And I mean, I had that, but I had a little later in my life. Uh, I wish I had a little earlier and sooner. You know, that's great advice to a lot of us because having that mentorship mm-hmm. is very crucial uh, as part of your career journey. So that, totally. Uh, that. Awesome. Thank you. So tell us about your first startup. 
cookery mm-hmm. is a concept mm-hmm. of its own wheels and mm-hmm. it toots itself as providing healthy food to Seattle mm-hmm. audiences. Tell mm-hmm. us about that concept and what is the feedback you got from these people? Okay, that sounds good. Uh, so, I mean, since since the time we have, we have been talking, we probably would have heard the word food so many times that you know that I'm crazy about food, okay? So when I was leaving Amazon, um, a very, very standard way for me to get into entrepreneurship would have been start a tech, tech business. But that would have been like, that's what everybody expects out of me. And I'm a person who's like, okay, I need to challenge myself more. Food is an industry which was always exciting to me. Now, uh, while working at Amazon, I always felt that uh, there wasn't that healthy food which tasted good as well. Like you get those salads and they are boring. I mean, yes, it's very healthy, but at the end of the day, it's cold salad and it's boring. And I was putting up a challenge that can you actually create great flavors, uh, which is healthy and very tasty as well. And that was a mindset to, by which we uh, thought of cookery as a concept. It was, uh, and to test out, you don't want to go into a restaurant business right away. So to test out, it was, we created a food truck. The interesting thing was to make sure that the flavors were great. We got a chef from New York, a Michelin star chef, uh, who beat Bobby Flay, who was a chop champion, like, and she was from an Indian origins to, so that we could pull some of the Indian flavors yet make it very global. So we tested that um, and it was like grain bowls, like uh, bowls of quinoa with vegetables, meats, uh, lots of sauces. And the surprising thing is, of course, the, uh, the global population really liked it. Uh, it was healthy, it was flavorful. The Indian population uh, who uh, generally are very pro towards strong Indian flavors also appreciated that there was a sense of the spice and the flavors in it but it wasn't overwhelming it was still a healthy meal and I think that was a was like a feedback that we wouldn't we weren't thinking that we would get it we would be that appreciated by the Indian community as well so that was that was a pro and I mean pretty much all media channels um, like strongly spoke about us so yeah it was a great win that's awesome man when you look back right it connects the dots in a very seamless way. Your love for food starting in Lucknow, mm-hmm. traveling into the startup world as you know a food entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, uh, very impressive that you figured out what your unique skills were. Yeah, yeah, it is. It all ties back to food. <laughs> and who doesn't love food? You know, I know, I know. It's a great way to spend some, uh, you know, nice memories with people around food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about the concept of Edisivin. Focuses on making the hiring process more efficient and more easier to handle. And I believe your work as part of the food on wheel concept must have really opened your eyes on some of the challenges behind hiring in general. So tell us more about it. So um, when when we did cookery, uh, just to give you a little bit of insight, um, just to hire a cook, I had to rehire that cook position seven times. And in one year, in just one year, I rehired seven times. And... And that's when I question myself, what is wrong in the industry? Like, why am I not able to hire the right kind of people who are going to stick around? And that's when I like started poking my nose around and like other people's businesses and asking them the same question. And I realized the problem was very, very widespread. Like pretty much everybody struggled with hiring. Coming from a tech background, uh, knowing that there's a big gap in this industry, it felt like the obvious route to move to because I am a tech person also. So merging my tech and food became became like the natural choice to go into. And when I dig deeper further into this industry, I realized the attrition rate was like as bad as like 70 to 75%. Like basically three, four of your staff will leave by the end of the year. And that caught me very curious. I'm like, what is happening? 
So that's why we made the pivot. And um, of course, there's a lot of learnings that are happening right now, but we're we're, we're kind of like focused on the three key things right now. First being, there was a platform missing. Like there weren't as many platforms focusing on the hospitality and restaurant industry needs specifically. And the needs are different. It's a it's a lower paying job. Uh, it's a very manual job. Uh, it's a high labor job. So the, so the kind of people who apply for white collar jobs are not the same kind of people. So you've got to understand what their mindset is. So a platform was missing to understand that. So we worked on that. The the other two, two part of this whole problem statement is like, you ought to realize that both the job seekers and the restauranters are mostly on foot. They're not checking your emails. They are not online. They barely have the time to look at their phone to figure out, hey, should I respond to this particular to a seeker or not? So we are trying to uh, reinvent on that end. It's like for the job seeker, try and reach them in the most convenient channel, like maybe a, a chat based or a call or like a message based platform where we can like push information to them rather than they're trying to constantly come. And from the restaurant side, um, even if they want to hire, do we really think that they have the time to actually skim through 60 resumes and like find out the one right candidate who's going to stick around? Like they don't have the time either. So filling the gap on their end is like, how do you reduce from actually posting a job to finally getting a worthy candidate in least amount of time? So those are the two two areas that we're working on. But uh, lastly, I would I would say that we don't want to go into a very preconceived notion of this is what the customer wants. And in a very Amazonian style, it's like listen to your customers, see what they're doing, and constantly iterate. Is is the phenomenon we're we're adopting right now. I love the way where you're bringing in the values and the leadership traits that you've garnered <laughs> part of the Amazon spirit into your mm-hmm. So, what is the challenge for you personally? running at <laughs> okay um challenge is a full but uh, the one that constantly pops in my head is um it's it's um, very hard to get attention uh, from um your restaurant or, or community um and just to state a simple example um pretty much every restaurant have window space and door space right like there's real estate uh, where you can ask them to like put a put a sign saying that hey i'm hiding with xyz company so we, we built like beautiful posters, which were like super attractive. So whenever you're hiring, instead of a boring printed out now, now hiring sign, use this nice, funny, conventional sign, like more fun sign, probably going to attract more people. And I would have spoken to like many, many uh, restauranters. Um, a fair amount of them would uh, keep the posters. They like it. But only a handful <laughs> would would like actually put it up. So to get that uh, integration into the restaurant community has been a big challenge. And I'm not a marketing person. I'm a tech person. I am a product person. And it's for me, it's like going outside the bounds of uh, constantly trying to find a connection and enter into their mind space is really challenging. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you don't fail enough, uh, you're probably not trying. So there's constant tries happening. You know, that's such a brave and bold move, Shilti, because as somebody who has been focus solely on the tech and the product roadmap for such a mm-hmm. long time to transition more into the business and the communication aspects of really yeah. being aligned with your front route, people who use your product. Mm-hmm. They got a huge transformation and I'm so glad you are acing it in your own way. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to add to that point, like the one thing that I've learned out of both my um, uh, startup staying is like, Product is great, uh, but you got to get out in front of your customers like as early as possible to try and see what what they're gonna use. Like their feedback is what should drive what you're building next. So tell us more about interacting with your end customers. 
how does it feel being an asian american and as a woman of color trying to get the business so uh um <laughs> interesting question uh so one thing i would say is that glad to all the um the awareness that's coming along that i would say that people are a lot more receptive now uh, to hearing um, new opinions new side i would say that i'm i'm fairly blessed to have not seen any uh, negatives um, being a woman being a not in fact women specifically have been uh, supported by other women businesses a lot and that have given a lot more uh, leeway into getting the connections with the industry so i would say that uh, our overall movement uh, of um, supporting women in general have been helping in the entrepreneur world but there's a lot to be done still like it, it's not there yet but i would say it's not hurtful at, at least not hurting right now that's great to hear and priti suri who was one of our past guests on career startup podcast she was the one who connected me with shilpi and said like she should be a wonderful person to be on the show and i admire people like priti and shilpi priti is disrupting the travel industry as an asian american woman changing the landscape of how travel industry works and i'm so glad you're doing it for the food industry shilpi thank you thank you i mean it's it's fun it's a roller coaster but it's totally worth it that's amazing so tell us about the name what is it is there a story behind it that we should know okay uh, so uh, most people um, probably don't know there's there's this whole thing of restaurant lingos and there's like uh, how they speak to each other one of the most popular uh, restaurant lingo is called 86 okay uh, what it means is 86 is um, you 86 something when it's uh, spoiled it's bad or you're out of it so for example if you're on the menu and if you have say um, like caesar salad and if you have run out of caesar salad a chef will tell a uh, tell the server to 86 uh, caesar salad so basically take it out so at 11 uh, it's basically a different way of saying 87 it's uh, it's my way of saying uh, it's a new beginning a new start um, you you have 86 your last life or your last uh, bad experience are you entering into a new way of finding a new experience you know that's something we need in our lives too I know I know I mean like I was truly inspired that okay it's it's such a uh, restaurant industry this term 86 is like extremely popular like pretty much everybody would know it so for me to like use that was was fun to me as well like okay uh, you're not 86ing is you're 87ing in to the new phase that's impressive so when you look back at your personal career is there anything that you would 86 yourself as part of the career journey thankfully no actually like i i think i think what you are today is based on how you have experienced your uh, career and uh, if you ch- start changing too many things in that you are not you are what you are today so i would say um nothing that came across the only part that i was saying like there are certain times that i felt like i could have moved faster like unnecessarily stuck in a role where my growth has stagnated like the whole idea of growth mindset like you should be constantly asking am i growing and i think there there were times when i felt like um, before prime video i was in payments of amazon and i felt like okay i just stayed there for a lot longer than i should um and that's something that i would always tell people like question yourself every year like are you learning if you're not learning move like change change whatever change the scenario so that's that's what i would say that's awesome so what's next for edisevn 
Um, so uh, the big, big one next is um, we we are been trying to uh, work with our restaurant partners into our uh, premium product, um, where uh, we are trying to become like their sourcer and the uh, recruiting agent, uh, where we do a lot of stuff. Of course, a lot of automated stuff, but then still saving time. And the goal is to like uh, capture uh, about uh, like hundred plus restaurant partners on this premium program, and go. Uh, nationwide. So that's two on the charges. We're currently operational in Seattle and Los Angeles area, um, but uh, we plan to be uh, nationwide over the next year. Hey, hope you scale to the rest of the US, US as well, because food industry needs to come back uh, to where it was prior to COVID. So yeah, I, and, and, and since you said that, the, the interesting part is like, so that is one part that I was uh, not at all, uh, not at all doubtful about is like, Food and that, like food, like you will eat. Like there is no way that you will stop eating. You may defer or like uh, probably put it back for some months because of course you want to, you all want to be healthy and like make sure that we are in the safe environment. But as the industry is bouncing back, the challenges will further keep on coming back. And I'm glad that I'm looking ahead up front to try and see what to do next. Hey, and food industry is a great way to boost our US economy. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad. You're yeah. speaking one of the most important aspects of keeping afloat the restaurant industry. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm a big supporter of small, small, medium businesses. I mean, uh, they are a big part of economy. So, yeah, I mean, I look forward to for the whole industry to bounce back. That's awesome. So we have a question from a couple of our listeners who've tuned in. I'm going to take the first question from Rubinia. She would like to know, how do you build resilience for all, of, all the challenges that you face as a women in tech? and in general, acing life. And this is also a question from Vidhi Datta uh, as part of our podcast. So mm -hmm. a little bit more. So I, I'm gonna divide that question in two parts. There's a question about resilience and there's a question about challenges you face as a woman in tech, okay? So uh, let me tackle the question about uh, women in tech. And um, the part that I will say is like, um, we have to be honest that even today, uh, the percentage of women in tech is like one in 10. Like if you go to a, any kind of a meeting, uh, there are times that I'm the only person in, in that tech, in the room. I would strongly say is like, uh, just because uh, you are one in 10, do not be afraid to speak your mind. Like that is one thing that, and that's where the mentorship comes in. So my mentor was uh, was a male boss. Uh, he was super, super um, like kind of a person who was like pushing you to excellence. And glad I had a mentor like that because he was pointing me out after the meeting saying that, hey, why the hell did you not speak in that particular stuff? So getting that backing to be like, be the voice uh, in the room is something that you've got to do from your day one of your career. You make a backseat. And people will forget that you exist in that room, even though you are the most learned person in that room for that particular topic. So I would say that, like, never back down on speaking your mind or saying the right things uh, just because you're one in 10. If you do that, there'll be two more women who'll have the courage to say that. So that's something that I try to tell even to my to my juniors who, who always ask me the question that how, like, I would totally be okay being called uh, bossy and uh, uh, like uh, too much on the head, but rather be heard than being ignored for not speaking up. So do that as a women in tech. Um, about resilience part, the when you are onto something, you have a goal in mind, right? Like this is what I wanted to achieve. This is what I wanted to do. And I'll, I'll take an example from the food truck world because that I think is very connects very well. 
so when i started the food business my my goal was to create a healthy flavorful food and serve the seattle audience that that's what i was looking for and of course figure out how to scale and all of that there were times my cooks did not show up there were times my dishwasher did not show up so you would think that it's off right you were in a well paying job and here you are in the kitchen washing the dishes of like 100 people who ate with you and like getting all that thing out and you would feel like like kind of like a uh saddened that uh, this is not what you signed up for but in that moment if you told yourself that hey uh, my end goal is not uh, just trying to get this obstacle my end goal is seeing if the brand can succeed this will just feel like a stepping stone and that's when you tell yourself that it's okay because these kinds of hardship are about to come uh, something something that i also tell is like like startups are a marathon you will fail you're going to fail probably like x number of times and there's a jeff bees famous quote like if you haven't failed enough you probably haven't tried right, and, and i live by it like you will fail so just accept it and look at your end picture and don't give up is what i would say thank you for that wonderful advice and thank you rubinia for that thoughtful question you know it makes me wonder should be how do you handle low moments in your life like what do you say to you when you're the only woman in the room when you have to pep up yourself to be the best version to represent your brand so uh, this would be a funny answer okay um it happens a lot of times that you are probably feeling low um and i have a very weird way of tackling with it uh, so of course you should do whatever makes you happy like uh, anything therapeutic uh, that's that's great you should do that the part what i tell to give myself confidence is like in your 10 years 15 years of your career you must have had some moments which were really great right you must have had like uh, an applause moment where your manager gave you highlighted reviews which was like all flurry um for example when kukri was applauded in a lot of media channels there was a lot of uh, articles and videos about it the day i'm feeling low i'm going to pull every damn thing from my last 10 years where i was highlighted for great works read them again and that's when i get the energy okay fine screw the world i'll do what i can do the best and i'll perform the best in it so it's you need you need those uh, positive words about yourself and there's nobody else to give you so you find a way to drive it back from whatever you've done in your last x number of years of working that's awesome and that's a great way to build resilience as well it's understanding your high moments in your life and just revisiting those so yeah. it's it your out of the rut especially being a startup entrepreneur i know i mean it can be depressing it it can get totally depressing and you would not know how many times i would have watched some of my video captures from my cookie days uh, when there are low moments for 87 because i mean who is giving you a morale boost uh, okay fine take it from your own self from your own last doings <laughs> so it works out you're the best person who can tweet about yourself so why not you know, exactly and it's a great philosophical way of looking into ourselves looking inwards to get that kind of motivation too i am sure you can do it it's not a question about can you you're just looking for a little bit of pep talk but there's nobody to give you a pep talk so get it for yourself <laughs> that's impressive thank you so much for that all right so we have a fun rapid fire round for you um, shilpi are you ready for it sure totally so you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when i say the following we'll start mm -hmm. with role model Indra Nui. Hey, she's my role model too. So. <laughs> I know she's amazing. Every Indian role model is Indra Nui. Perhaps. She has to be, man. She just like makes women shine in such a great light. Yeah. Very true. What does happiness mean to you? Food. <laughs> food. It has to be food. And is there a special food favorite? Pani puri. I am a big pani puri fan. It's like the chaat food is always. Ah, yeah. On your list, right? Totally. 
What is one fun thing about Shilpi that you haven't shared with anybody else, and it's exclusive to our Career Startup Podcast listeners? <laughs> uh, I love playing pranks. Uh, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice to know. It 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 shows the the humorous fun side of you. Exactly. Yeah, like I used to be doing a lot more during college time. Now I'm like picky. Like don't scare people. <laughs> but but I love playing pranks. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what is your native language, and one word to describe yourself in it? native language hindi uh, one word optimist is there a hindi equivalent that you can share uh for optimist uh, man this this is when the living in us uh, makes your um i would say uh, let me go for power then because that's another thing i feel about so i'll say shakti shali is definitely my name by itself means artistic so kalakar um, right. um but i think i'm a less of a kalakar and more of an optimist uh, so i'll go with shaktishali powerful that's awesome thank you uh, such such a wonderful opportunity to feature you on karib startup podcast so thank you so much for that shilpi uh, tell us your experience being on the show and why should one consider listening to this going forward as well um i mean experience wise i think it was wonderful you have been a great host um, it was it was fun to like connect with somebody um, as you said like same same age group uh, similar challenges women entrepreneur so that's great um, as as for why why to listen um, there are still very few success stories for people who have moved outside of india and how they are growing and to get that get that morale boost and get that information how things work out i would totally say people who like uh, watch up uh, for career up um, just um, sometimes you just learn a lot from other people's stories and know what to do right or not to do it so totally and when you have a similar background it just helps even more that's awesome thanks so much shilpi and you know it my brand name karib startup resonates perfectly with my guest for today shilpi given she's in the food industry <laughs> actually that's true i mean curry up yeah totally all about food and curries man <laughs> i know thank you so much shilpi so uh, i just wanted to share some comments from our listeners rubinia wants to say i admire that you followed your dreams and passion that's remarkable thank, thank you rubinia and uh, do you have anything to say to rubinia given she's looking for internships what advice would you have for her we should totally connect outside uh ping me on linkedin and we're always looking for great people to work uh, and uh, whatever you plan to do in your life like uh, tell yourself you can do it half the battle is all there there you go rubinia you have your answer right from the startup leader in uh, the food industry and the tech world so thank you so much shilpi such a pleasure having you on the show and we wish you all the very best with edisiven and you've shared some amazing takeaways which i wanted to share with my listeners again so the top 3 takeaways with shilpi gupta the ceo of edisiven on a career startup podcast one keep always asking am i learning am i growing that's a nice way for you to get into the growth mindset and two have mentors who will push you to get to the next level that's always important and the most fabulous takeaway for me is 86 things in your life that you want to move away from i think that's just like a you know yeah. a perfect reminder for us to always keep thinking about what's next and how do you restart on a lot of fresh beginnings so thank you so much on that and uh, thank you so much rubinia for joining us as well and to our listeners until another episode with another interesting guest this is your host priyanka komla signing off from career startup podcast a podcast to spotlight world class asian entrepreneurs leaders and c suite executives who can provide insights from their personal journey to inspire you and this is your host priyanka komla signing off do subscribe to us by following us on linkedin priyanka komla or our career startup podcast page so you get your live linkedin notifications we're also on youtube 
Twitter at PodStartup and your favorite podcast streaming platform. So we'll get to see you uh, tomorrow on our episode. Uh, and we're really excited to spotlight another interesting guest. Until then, have a wonderful rest of the day.